Are you listening? The Futures Here podcast, Radical Middle Edition, is for the leaders, the dreamers, provocateurs, misfits, the frustrated frontline leaders. Are you tired of a reactive church where the right is wrong, but the left ain't right either? It's time to build the church we dream of now. Are you listening? Hey, what's up, family, and welcome to the Futures Here podcast, a Radical Middle edition. I'm your host, Tommy Nixon. This is my man, Fred Romero. This is episode eight, and we're talking about what? We're talking about how to give power away. Now you started talking about, you know, let's talk about white people in the episode of the Radical Middle show. Bro, funny, brilliant. But I I was listening to the episode, watching the episode, and you can go ahead and check it out on YouTube. I started to ask myself a question. Mm -hmm. And it's, how do you tell a young white person, you know, that's worked super hard to achieve the things that they've achieved, to get the things that they have and to be where they're at, to all of a sudden give that away because that's the Christian thing to do? Yeah. And, and I, w- I want to be clear, too, with this. I understand how that's that's difficult. And and people want to go to that right away. And they're like, well, but I worked really hard. Like, yeah, good job. That Nobody's saying you shouldn't do that and, and that we're trying to take that away from you. What I'm saying is... We're at a time and point in history where there has been white power structures. And that's just true. I don't know how you can argue that historically. It's right. just what it is. Um, and because of that, you actually have a demographic shift. So I want to make sure our people listening understand there's a massive shift. In those who are 20 and under, right, in our in our the United States of America, um, over half of them are, are people of color. So the demographic is changing. Yeah. By 2045 the majority in our country will be non-white. So there's just already a shift. And mm-hmm. there's that, you can see that sense of loss for, for people who identify as white. Um, there, there's a sense of loss, like, we got to go back to what it used to be like. And and for people of color, they're like, uh, please, no, I, I yeah. don't want to go back. Um, there's that, that funny game where people are like, if you could go to any time in history, which is where you go, <laughs> and, you know, the person of color is like, uh, the future. Um, yeah. Because... You know, there's been so much historical difficulty in the in the past, right? And racism and all, all that kind of stuff. So when you think about it like that, and then you've decided to follow Jesus, the Jesus way is giving away power. And whether you're white or or another ethnicity or whatever it is, that's the way of Jesus. And I I want to tell white folks today, and I work with a lot of um, big time leaders who who are white and and lead white organizations and. And I'm telling them this, don't look at it like a loss, like that you're you're losing out. Look at it like one of the most Christian things you can do is give away power. It's like one of the most gospel things you could do. It's because it's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't come and he didn't like take power for himself. He humbled himself and died on the cross. Right. And 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 it was through that act that freedom and restoration and redemption came, right? Well, if you're white right? And you're a follower of Christ. We're at a beautiful time in history where we can actually lay down our power for the benefit of others. And, and you know what? You talk about hard work, that in itself is hard work. For sure. And so, and so instead of looking at it like a loss, look at it like, because the kingdom is upside down, it's a, it's a dub really. Because what's what's the game though? Like, you know, because someone, you know, they, let me put myself in those shoes, right? I'm going to say, Hey, you know, like, well, maybe we had our own version of struggles. And I love that Pastor Roy, you know, give us this, this history lesson about how certain structures enabled people, gave people a head start. People have benefited from the system created that perpetuates success yeah. for them. 
mm-hmm. and you know uh, creates difficulties for other for minorities. So, Tommy, we've done a good job, you know, of, of of building and doing things, and we've done a good work. Why should we give away something when maybe we're not the ones that have perpetuated, yeah. you know, sinful nature? Because that's what Jesus did. I, I mean, it's I don't mean to give the Jesus answer, but uh, Jesus, mm. because that's what he modeled that, and he goes, "Follow me." What does Paul say? To live is Christ, and to die is gain. gain. So, so I mean, this is where I think this is where what separates uh, cultural Christians from ones that are actually trying to follow Jesus is to say, like, look, I really buy into this thing, and I will lay my life down, dude. I mean, you you brought it up. I forget what episode it was, but we were we were talking. We talk a lot about suffering and compassion, and 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 this idea of like, if you come from suffering and you're literally asking me to suffer more, that seems messed up. And yet there's a space in there that through dialogue, through the tension, through working through scripture, through that, that Jesus is still asking us to come die to ourselves. And right. that might look in a lot of different ways. Right. Right. And that's, and, and that's still the pathway. I can't get around that. You can't get around that, but we can definitely like engage it to figure out in our context for who we are and where we're coming from. What does that look like for us? Yeah. And that's the dialogue. That's the middle space that I want people to, to wrestle with, with scripture it's in that space. And I think, so I think, you know, every segment could also build their own kingdom, could build their own thing that doesn't allow them to give power away. Yeah. I just saw an award show where Kirk Franklin gets an award. Yeah. But it, he brings up Maverick City on stage and he says something about, hey, you know, for the past two, three decades, I've been at the forefront of gospel music leading that. He goes... But I grew up in black churches where the pastor was in his 70s and 80s and 90s and never gave power away to the next generation. He never passed the baton. And so all those young leaders then also got older and we missed out on a generation or two. And he's like, all these black churches died with their senior leader who never gave power away. And he's like, I want to model what it's like. And so he gives his award away. To he's like, and they're gonna go further and they're gonna do bigger or whatever, right? It was a beautiful public gesture. But I started thinking about that in the context of church. Yeah. You know, yes, you know, we're you specifically are talking about, you know, the white power structures, uh-huh. but there's also like, you know, brown people and black <laughs> people and Asians. We all have a responsibility oh. to give power away when we've been able to, um, um, uh, uh experience the fruit of our labor and experience God's goodness and experience God's blessing. And I would say, man, Kirk, you're still young. Like you, you still have some bangers in you. And yet he's giving it away. He's giving yeah. power. He's giving accolades away to lift up and platform someone else. At what point do brown people and black people give power away? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a great uh, question because there's no easy answer to that. And I think there's an, there's an opportunity for us to die to ourselves in so many different ways. Um, but there, it's, it can be insidious uh, because there's other ways, and I think evangelical theology can kind of lend itself to it, where it looks humble and it looks like you're giving power away, but you're just being a martyr for mm. no good reason. And and you, you actually, God called you that space and you need to step up. Like there are spaces like that. And so, but there is a principle there to go how do you how do you continue to share power and not hoard it 
You know what I mean? And, and that's why power structures are so important for us to examine and pick apart. So, yes, the overall power structure in our country is there's a, we have to deal with white supremacy yeah. and that power structure and how it stops the kingdom of God, not from expanding. You can't stop the kingdom of God, but, but it, it hampers it so that more people don't experience what the kingdom of God is like. And we have to deal with that power structure. At the same time, you also have to look through um, actually some colonial mindsets and yeah. some some ways that that has seeped into through uh, missions and missionaries and, and these structures that we, that we held at the same level as our theology and the gospel. Right. And, and Paul talks about that. And Jesus talks about that, about, dude, you, you take all these things and these festivals and these, these, you know, you've, the fencing of the law, right? The Mishnah. And if you've studied that, you understand what I'm talking about. Like you've taken all these and you've elevated them to the, the place of here. And he's going, here's the whole Old Testament. Here's all the law. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, and soul and body. Love your neighbor as yourself. So he re, he, you know, re puts it back on them. And so you have all that where people, that, that's where, where where the struggle is right and so it's so important for us to engage in that but again people want the well what's what do i do what's the the three steps to it yeah i don't know yeah but i do know um that as that seeped into some of these areas these you know ethnic areas and churches i've seen that um in some I mean, really crazy ways. Yeah, it's very toxic. Authoritarian. Yeah. I've seen it, you know, even with honor culture. I've seen it. Like, it gets really weird. Right. Um, we have to address those two. And and we have to come up with a different way of, of leadership. And that and actually, I mean, not to, I mean, this is a UIWI deal, but that's why we're creating a new leadership for a new world. Because we need a different paradigm than what we've been taught. Mm. Because here's the thing. Even if power shifts hands... And, and nothing changes with the distribution of power. Uh, we're just where we become our oppressors. Right. That's that's reality. Now, How yeah. many revolutions are like that? Right. The revolution happens and they come become just like their oppressors or even worse. Right. You have a, a lot of um, urban youth workers listening to this right now. Yeah. And they might be, um, you know, urban youth ministry is hard. And so yeah. maybe sometimes you are lured to go for the. For the provision of your family, sometimes you'll go work for a predominantly white church because they might have more funds than, you know. That's right, yeah. The churches in your neighborhood. And so you go and you try to keep um, <laughs> you try to keep your soul, right? You don't want to be labeled a sellout. You don't want to be, a, hey, you copped out, whatever. But they've been working faithfully for years. Who, who approaches who to have the conversation about transition of power? Yeah. Is it the old guard? Or is it the young person that's faithfully been serving for years in youth ministry and has now grown up and is being, being called, has matured into a position where they're being called to something else, mm-hmm. maybe even something greater than what they've done? Who approaches who in a dynamic to say, hey, maybe there should be a transition of power here? Oh, man, that's a really, I, I think it's, this is going to be a frustrating answer for a lot of people. Um, this is why God has given us a couple of things. This is why he's given us the Holy Spirit. This is why he's given us scripture. This is why he's given us wisdom. And this is why he's given us the body of Christ. I shared this in another one of our podcasts about how I make decisions that way. You have to go through that process to figure out what God wants from you. You know, and you, you got to stop looking for, well, what did, what did Freddie do at his church? And what did so-and-so do at his church? God has given you the power that, that raised 
the dead yeah. in you, and yeah. we're looking for it for all these different places. If you have a depth with Jesus and with God, you can ask and find out and search out and go through that process that we described and figure out what's your role in the space. And then you've got to be courageous to, to do what the Holy Spirit calls you to do. So if, if he calls you to, to tell the truth, which he does, um, you got to figure out the wisdom and how to tell that truth. And you got to be courageous in it. And, and you got to believe so much in that, in what God's going to do that when they fire you, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and then when I live my life like that, all of a sudden I'm on this journey with Jesus. That sounds a lot like what he describes in the scripture. And those are the type of leaders we need, man. Right. And also we need those type of leaders to be honest with their leaders because you think that's healthy for their leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Somebody needs to tell the 70 year old it's time, right? It's overtime. You, you should have. Yeah. But you, that's part of their, their process. And if they won't let it go, they're going to have to deal with that with, with God. And yet can God still provide for the leader who got let go for the leader? Yes. But what I see happening is there's not that depth with, with Jesus. There it wasn't that process. And so people leave really burnt, really hurt. Um, and then they blame the church mm. and then they leave Christ. And I go, what? Why, why would you leave Christ because of that? You, you feel what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, so that's what I think is frustrating about it because I, I don't know people's situation. What if you're, what if you're in the wrong and you just want the power? I don't know, you know, but we have to address all those things. That's why we have to confront our own hypocrisy. Sure. Uh, that's why we have to confront systems. We talked about systemic sin. That's why We've been talking so much about the radical middle because you have to do the work to figure it out. Right. You know, you feel right. what I'm saying? And I know that's frustrating because people are like, no, I, what's the five point step so that I know if I can leave my church, you know, and, and yeah, there's or, a checklist. We want the checklist. Right. And I mean, another checklist type of question that I'm going to like propose yeah, yeah. right now is the idea that there are like white organizations and white leaders that, okay, we want to practice and model to be more like Christ. Yeah. So at our conference, let's make sure that we invite the black representative. Oh, yeah. Let's make let's, sure we invite the Latino. Let's make sure we invite the woman. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't just be all male. And so it's a two-part o question, Only bro. because somebody called us out on it. Yeah. Not because. You know, like yeah. one time I got a, a, a call from a church that's predominantly white. And I told, you know, my pastors know and everyone knows. Uh, but I told a friend and he's like, oh, man, you're going to be on the website. You know, you're going to be on the brochure because you're, you're you were, Latino. Huh? You know, No, I didn't take the, I didn't oh, you the didn't, opportunity. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like. Here's a two-part question. As a white person, you're like, okay, okay. I want to be more like Christ and platform minorities. I want to platform women, black people, Asians, Hispanics, yeah. whoever. And then on the flip side is, hey, I'm getting this call to go speak or I'm getting this call to be a part of your show or whatever. And I like, how do I make sure that I'm not offended that this is tokenism? I don't want to be the token Latino. You know, so this is a duality that is a power struggle. I want to, like, we want to be in those spaces. But then we also get offended sometimes when we get called and we're the only Latino on that, right. you know, lineup. And so how do we deal with that, man? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple couple things, man. I, I think, one, I don't ever want to be a crab in a bucket. So I'm always real careful when tell, people tell me like, oh, man, I'm going to speak on this stage or or I'm going to go publish a book with these people or whatever. I'm always like, yeah, man, go and get yours. Also, eyes wide open, um, they're going to use you for this. And so to white organ white power structured organizations, I would tell you guys this. 
diversity is the first step. It's almost like a prerequisite to expanding the kingdom of God. You always have to ask the question, why? Why are we doing this? Is it so you don't look racist? Or is it because you're rooted in a value system from scripture to go, the kingdom of God doesn't look just like only us. Mm. There's more. And, and I go back, if everybody's made an image of God and they're a gift, I actually want to invite them so I can hear their perspective so I may also grow deeper with God. Right. It's a dynamic process, right? And so we, you want to give that opportunity. So if you start with, um, you know, for, for, for dominant culture, power structures, yeah. you know, you, you actually want to go, the reason you, you have diversity is so that you can grow deeper with it. Like you need them. Like we've always said, you need the hood. The mm. church needs the hood. Mm-hmm. The church mm-hmm. needs uh, uh, leaders of color. That Like right. not because, well, we just don't want to look racist or we want to be some level of woke or whatever it right, is. Right. It's because they'll help you grow deeper with Jesus. Right. God is in the margins. So let's go to the margins and sit at their feet. That's the posture. But so often it's just like, well, and then... It, they don't allow the, their presence to um, to impact their structure, right? Their system, right? And that's what we should be doing. We should be going, hey, why why didn't you feel comfortable here? So on the other side, the other question is, what do you do when you get called to to go be in that space? Be the diversity you, piece. You yeah. be really graceful and truthful at the same time, and you go, hey, I would love to speak at your at your um, event or whatever. Here's some values that I live by. I just want to make sure that you understand them and that you understand where I'm coming from. And you just send them along with your speaker sheet or whatever, and you go, here are the values. I, I am not a token. You are, you're asking me to come on not because you just want my diversity or my brown skin, but that you want what I have to bring in the kingdom of God. I come with this perspective. Um, I, will, I will not minimize who I am because I think that's why you're hiring me. Like there's things like that, right. that that you can be and really gracious. You don't have to be all militant and be like, you know, unless I can, you know, raise a fist on your, you know what I mean? And and <laughs> yeah, you know, I there's also a level of guys who are listening out there, friends that that there is a subversive part to it. And and hmm. so there is a as a part and I so as a as someone who's mixed but who's predominantly white this is me all the time. I'm giving away my trade secret. I, I'm subversive all over the place. I'm like, oh man, you want me to be part of it? Cool. I get called to be the guy who has to tell everybody that looks like me the truth. And what's funny about that is I, I never, they all love it. And then I never get called back. Wow. Um, cause I mean, but, right. Standing ovation, but then they'll be like, I don't want to hear that guy again. Yeah. It's, it's too convicting. Yeah. That's my call. So I don't know what your call is or what whoever's listening, but God's asking you to join in at such a time as this in history to see the church in the United States be more of what the kingdom looks like. And this is a wonderful time to be alive. So sometimes we're so hurt, you know, and we're so wounded. I'm talking about minorities. Yeah. So hurt and so wounded that we say, you know what? Screw me waiting for someone to invite me to sit at their table. I'm going to go ahead and build my own. I love it. And... The danger then it becomes like, but I'm going to make sure that at my table, everybody also looks like me. So we now, yep. cr- like, we become the guardian of the thing we are against, you know? Yeah. And we champion a monolithic, you know, monocentric um, table. Yeah. And so it's like, 
Man, giving up power, you're really calling to humility at all aspects because the identity, I mean, I guess the wrestling here when we talk about power structures, specifically why power structures, is that we do have to, we do have to confront and say, yeah, I, 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 this is my skin color. Yeah. I am the majority or I am the minority. And be humble enough to just, what is giving power away in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I also, so I do want to be really clear about this. It's not always about giving away power because we. this is what the conversation is structured in, right? There, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is also, also claiming the power that God's given you. So when we talk about agency, that's why we don't, I, we used to use the word empower. I want to empower you. And we stopped using that because you actually already have power. I, I just want to make space for you to use it. Come on. Right? So, so there is that whole paradigm shift. And I come from the community development world. And we talk a lot about that. And we talk a lot about saviorism and all, all this stuff, you know, and, and colonialism. And, and so you want to be careful of that. I do want to say, though, there is, even in our own organization, we're like, we, we need to actually have a power base so that we can give away power. Like, like gotcha. there, so there is, there's a wrestling there, friends, of going like, well, can we all just stay in poverty? And, and, and then see the revolution happen. Um, I don't think so. You know, I, we actually need the resources and God has blessed people and, you know, and you do come up and you do, God does bless and you do change circumstances. And then it's like, what are you going to do with it? Right. Are you going to allow your, the suffering that you've been through to, to make you hold on to the power that you have? Or that when you do solidify, uh, you know, the power and you're using it for the kingdom of God, how are you going to give that away? And so there is a tension there, brother, like where it's not, it's not just about, um, cause it's really easy for people who have a lot of power and money to be like, Oh, well you, you should give that away. And you're like, dude, we haven't even tasted it yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you know, so, yeah. so there, and, and even to some of the stuff that you've said, man, coming from an immigrant family who've worked really hard, you want to honor that. So you don't want to just be like, uh, yeah, sorry, mom and dad. Like, I'm just. I'm just going to live in, in poverty and right. not support you and not honor you in those ways. I, they put you through college. They did. So it's much more, um, it's, it's much deeper than just like, Hey man, like just lay down, lay right. it all down. There's a journey in there and that's the dialogue piece. And I, and I really feel like there, especially in certain, in, in ethnic circles, there's specific conversations that need to happen in those circles with those those groups about that. Yeah. You know what I love about this uh, podcast, Tommy, is that we get to bring up the conversations that should be taking place. Right. I and hope so. that's why we encourage each and every single one of you that are listening to this, watching us to engage in these conversations, to have these conversations with your circles, with your community, with your group, with your spouse, with your friends. Like we hope that we just inspire and start and kick off the conversation and that you would figure out a way to continue it. Until next time, peace. Are you listening? If you liked today's episode of The Future Is Here, Radical Middle Edition, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out The Radical Middle Show on YouTube at UIWI. Are you listening?